Hello, and you are very welcome back to the Public Eye Business Podcast, brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host, Sarah Travers, and throughout the series, I'm speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how their companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth, and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for all new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. Well, today I am joined by Jacqueline Hamilton, owner of Seaford Interiors. Jacqueline, you're very welcome to the podcast studio. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. Well, you've got beautiful candles and all sorts of lovely things in front of me, so I can't wait to have a little sniff and um, and try all of these. But first of all, a little bit of background for everyone tuning in today on Jacqueline and her business. So Seaford Interiors is an independently run design service which can help style an individual room a whole house or a commercial business. Now, originally from County Down, Jacqueline obtained her fine art degree in England, but she is so well-travelled and has lived and worked in both Asia and Australia. And her travels in the Far East and Down Under continue to be a source of inspiration for her interior design creations. After her time overseas, Jacqueline lived in London and eventually, though, returned home to Northern Ireland. She and her husband, Tony, designed and built their own unique home in the beautiful village of Seaford in County Down, which they share with their two children and their dog, Gizmo. Jacqueline is absolutely passionate about interior design and about creating functional, bespoke, beautiful spaces. And she's award-winning as well. She was a finalist twice for the Ulster Tatler Interior Designer of the Year in 2020 and 21 and a finalist for Local Women magazine also in 2020 and 21 and just last year I've mentioned the candles but Jacqueline started to make and hand pour her own soy wax candles from her own kitchen based on beautiful local uh, spots Murloc, Torella, Tullymore and Winter Wonderland. Jacqueline You've had quite a career to date, but obviously you love all things beautiful and creating beautiful spaces and beautiful places for people to be. I do indeed, Sarah, and it's really not that hard. Do you know what I mean? It's um, a lot of decluttering and things like that, colour, uh, rearranging furniture, um, putting new furniture in, and it's all different, whether it be a domestic or a commercial premises as well. But it was always like that whenever I was a child. Whenever my mum used to take me around to visit family and friends, I used to sit there with my coat on and sort of sort of think, what colours would I put on the wall? How would I rearrange the furniture? Put add in furniture, and they always like sort of always wanted to play with my dog houses more than my dolls so it's it's always been in me from a very early age. That's incredible because that's completely alien to me so you were obviously just born this way. Um, you've travelled so much as well and you say that you've been very much experienced by those travels. I definitely have. It, um, it gave me confidence as well. Whenever I finished my degree it was like 1990, 1997 my goodness and there was no work at all whatsoever and I knew I wanted to travel so the only way to do that was actually do um, obtain a, a test which is a teaching English as a foreign language course and with that I went to Bangkok and lived and worked there and um, then we went on 
to Australia from that as well. But um, that was the only way to actually, you know, sort of help fund me, you know, sort of my, my traveling bug. Um, and I loved it. And just to meet people from all different walks of life as well. It was fantastic to be experienced, you know, from coming from County Down. And, but I had lived in England for four years before that because I had to do a foundation in um, fine art and then my three years fine art printmaking. Gosh. So, um, but it was wonderful. And just to see people um, and meet them and it gives you a confidence, you know what I mean? And just people like, you know, to sort of be friendly to each other and things like that. So um, I take that with me no matter where I go, you know, not to be afraid of or intimidated by people. We're all the same. And what do you think it taught you about as a person and as a person from Northern Ireland? Because, you know, I often talk to people and I'm always I'm always interested to hear who's who's left Northern Ireland because there's a whole world out there. Mm-hmm. I know it's fabulous, but the reasons that I actually left Northern Ireland were the reasons I came back as well, though, because we wanted to start a family. So with my dad being um, a teacher in our, our local town in Balanch, everybody knew him and everybody knew my mum as well. Um, so my mum was a head cook in the primary school. Oh. So, so I had my mum all the way through primary school and then I had my dad through, um, through secondary school, but he did actually take early retirement whenever I was in third year. So it was kind of like, oh my goodness, it was just great I was like you know everyone else because like normally people would you know the teacher if they even saw you talk in the in the class they'd say you know if you were maybe asking somebody for a lend of a ruler or a pencil it's like Jacqueline McGuire I see you talking I'm going to tell your daddy so I just couldn't wait to get away from Northern Ireland because it was such a small town as well and but that was the reason why I wanted to come back I wanted to come back for those reasons as well because there's nowhere else like it you know it's people are sort of so warm and willing to help each other and things like that I just love that sense of community and families family family, yeah um so no regrets about coming back but tell us how you started the business in interior design then um I always wanted to do interior design and I don't know why I ended up doing printmaking but I did but anyway um even whenever I went to actually study in England um in Where my, did you study? I studied in Birmingham and then Wolverhampton. Uh-huh. And um, but whenever I went to do my uh, foundation in Birmingham, I was in halls of residence because that's where you know you sort of start out because you're just a newbie. Um, and I remember like putting mask and tape on the steel frame windows and painting. Do you know what I mean? And things like that. And then anywhere kind of we lived, um, like I would all like you know the way like a lot of new houses or old houses they're period homes they would rip out the fireplaces and stuff so I'd like put a piece of cardboard and stuff up and like draw a fire you know I was always trying to make it cosy and warm and things like that and um so I just love it um but uh, it's it's I ended up um I ended up being a stay-at-home mum for about seven years whenever we did move back home. I, we, I ended up was working a post-production in London um, and then we came back home. My husband is a quantity surveyor, so his passion is building and interiors and stuff as well. He loves all that. Um, so and where did you meet your husband? I met him actually in a bar in Balnehinch in Northern Ireland. Oh, yeah, you? I did on my 19th birthday. Oh, yeah. so you travelled together? We then? did. Well, he actually, I went, on to, um, I went on to college and he went on to Australia. So he was there first himself, you know. So, um, so that was good. But we've been together twenty seven years this year. So um, we're good. We're a good team good together, team. you know. Yeah. And we work well together. And I knew after two years of traveling and being away and things like that with him that we worked well together. And you know, 
things like that. So so then working together or working in the same environment? Yes, working in the same environment, not necessarily together because I mean as in like sort of DIY projects and things like that and building our own home um, because Tony actually works for a company in London whereas I work, but we still work from home together, you know, um, sort of on the same, in, obviously in the same premises. But um, it was kind of like I was at home for seven years and then whenever my daughter Daisy went into primary school, I went back and actually worked in a nursing home doing um, activities and crafts and things like that with them and I absolutely loved it it was great fun and it was really really rewarding and I noticed then with people with dementia and things you know that they love singing they love the, s- the smell the scents and things like that and reading to them it brings back memories also um, and I always thought how can I do something like that you know and that's sort of where the candle idea came from as well but um Daisy, whenever uh, she went back to school, obviously, so that's I did that for two years, and then I actually had an accident where I damaged the Achilles, um, and I couldn't work. Oh. So um, I was pretty miserable. Um, my whole arch and everything had fallen, and I kind of like cut myself into a bit of a rut. And then I saw that there was an interior design course being um, advertised, and it was only a year, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that. That sounds fabulous, just right up my street. So I went back and did that, and um, I loved it, and I haven't looked back since. Um, and where did you do that? I did that down in Bangor in Cirque. So I did. It was fabulous. So it was teaching you how to do um, just basically. And you kind of knew the rules of colour and things like that there. But, you know, with having a degree um, in fine art and stuff. But I just, it kind of gave you more of the rules and things like that as well. You and know, did you feel that you'd finally come home? This I is, did. This is where I'm yeah, meant to be. I really, I thrived on it. And it gave me so much confidence as well. And it was kind of like, you kind of had... It just created a spark in you again, you know, and I was like, why did I not do this years ago? But I just, it just wasn't meant to be and it's the right time now, you know. So I started, this is my seventh year in interior design, so it is, so, um, but I just love it. So how did you start? So you did the course and then you obviously needed clients. Yes, this is it. You think that once you do your website and once you start up your Facebook page and things like that, oh, the phone's going to ring and the phone doesn't ring. So you're like, right, how am I going to drum up business? Because you can't rely on friends and family, like that's something completely different you need to get your own mm-hmm. you know your own clients so what ended up happening was um my friend uh she said to me look jack because you and tony have built your own home here in seaford like you know why don't you bring people in and kind of show them it kind of like this is what you have done this is what you've achieved so I s- she said why don't you do like um chalk paint workshops and i went yeah, that's a really good idea so um i wanted so, so we, you had designed your own beautiful home at this stage? We had, what we had done was we had got a fantastic architect called Lorna Atchison and we showed her, I mean, we, there was no Pinterest in those days whenever, no. this is like 15 years ago or 17 years ago actually because um, it's been, we're in it now, uh, 15 years, but there was no Pinterest. So I had a massive scrapbook and I had had all the things that I liked and all the things we didn't like and we gave it to Lorna and she was able to take from that and oh, sort of brilliant. To design. A mood boardy yep, th- Absolutely. Idea. And I hadn't even done my interior design course at this stage either. Um, so it was great. So it was um, it was fabulous. So there was lots of there's always lots of compromise. You can't have everything you want, either it be money or mm. whatever. But um, but we loved it. And um, we just we love our home. And because uh, we had lived in London and we'd done up our, our apartment in London because we had bought over there. Um, whenever our son Rudy came along, obviously with sterilizers and stuff sitting out and we had done it really, really modern, the whole modern apartment, you know, the London living look oh, and yeah. things like that and whenever sterilizers and stuff came didn't out it no. did not work so we said no we're going to have to have like a sort of country sort of you know 
background and things like that there. So that was our that was our more traditional sort of um, was our mood board and our ideas. Um, so that so that was it. And um, um, so you you were bringing people in to chalk oh, yes. paint to yes, something. I remember course, when yes. that first yes. happened and yeah. everybody was wanting yeah. to revamp their furniture yes. with the beautiful chalk paint. Absolutely. And so I had to like say to people, like it has to be an item of furniture that can fit easily into the boot of your car because I didn't want people bringing wardrobes and beds and things <laughs> like that. And of course, Sarah, I had it. So it was starting at half 10 in the morning and they were coming and I was had scones and coffee and things like that. They're all sort of sitting out. And then uh, we would have, um, we'd have lunch lovely. as well it was a really lovely day yeah. but like people stayed for so long <laughs> That's the you didn't thing. make any money you were feeding them all day <laughs> yeah I was feeding them all day <laughs> and it's like oh my goodness and I remember there was one night my husband and I were going out for dinner it was like six o'clock and people were still there and I was like oh, we're gonna <laughs> have the to wine call opened you. At yeah, this have to call these guys in Chinese you know <laughs> but it was great fun and it was also a good way of marketing and yeah. I was able to put those photographs of what the ladies before and after um so I provided the paint as well I made no money on it but it was a great it was a mm. great way to get to know local women as well and it was also yeah and to get known so I was able to put those pieces on to my Facebook page and then from that then um the work started to come in so it was it was from then and do you remember that first client I do um I do. It was a real baptism of fire, actually. It was a restaurant in Belfast. Oh. Yes, on the on the Dublin Road. So how did that happen? Just because they'd looked at the Facebook page or word of mouth? Um, it was it was through an architect, and um, they were ringing me, and I was actually. I was actually getting ready for my launch because I was doing a launch from home and I had the local newspapers coming and stuff like that there. And um, they were like, right, well, we want you to come down now. And the irony of it was that I couldn't come then because I was like trying to get this, you know, party and everything ready. But it was great. But it was a real baptism of fire because it was a commercial business and it's completely different to a home because it's all insurance, fire retardant, you know, things like that. But um, my second client after that was a dream and I still would do work for them people as well. They're absolutely so amazing. Restaurant wasn't a dream that was that was challenging was, for you. It was, it was out I, of the comfort zone. It was it. completely out of my comfort zone. I thought I was going to get start with a wee bedroom or a wee living room or something, and then to do like a rest. But it turned out fabulous. Oh wow! Yeah, it turned out really well. Well, isn't that amazing that you had that stretch project right at the beginning? For it you, was, for you to, but it was like right before summer as well. So it was like you know, it was it was just bad time and the, the whole thing. And I didn't want to say no to it because you're like, yeah. well, you know, getting started. But uh, welcome but it was to good the fun. world of being self-employed. Yes, isn't it? absolutely. And how to manage your time and what what you do and what you don't do and at the start you have to work really hard don't you oh you do you you work hard all all the time time. but you maybe get you're you're better at managing your your yeah, time as, yeah, as you yeah, continue I yeah. think yes because you think right, I'm going to get be self-employed and I can pick my hours and I can do this yeah. you work longer hours yeah. you work longer days definitely you never switch off really. never always never. checking to see if somebody's getting in touch so you had a second job that was lovely I did it was lo- it was an apartment then in Stramillis and it was a lovely family and it was actually it was doing upcycling I was doing painting furniture I was getting new furniture for them I was choosing colours and curtains and everything it was fabulous so that was that was a lovely job so that would a few months and as I say I would still actually work for, for that family as well because then they were happy and then they're mo- you know what I mean so it was it's good so would you say you have a particular style Jacqueline I don't really because I think I like to show my clients personality very much it's all about them um, whenever it was in lockdown and you were trying to do consultations online it was very difficult Sarah because um you you don't have that sense of actually driving to someone's house, walking to their door mm. and sort of you, 
you get a feeling of who they are. You can see a hockey stick sitting out so you know that they need more storage. You know, different things like that there. Whereas when you're trying to do it online, it's very, very different. This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries, from employment, commercial or corporate law matters to immigration law. Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or contact 028 3026 2200. So obviously, you know, we're in a cost of living crisis, all of these things. Um, people are, are, are more conscious, perhaps, about about spending. But if people do, so say I phoned you tomorrow and I said, right, I just need some help here or or I, I, I want you to give me loads. I want to just do up the living room and the kitchen. Where do you start? Um, right. Well, normally what happens is whenever I go along and meet someone, um, it's kind of like maybe they're maybe want to get a pair of curtains, right? And so I'll go along and show them different the different fabrics, and then sort of on that basis, then we will choose the paint colours because oh, you always choose your fabrics first, ah. and you always choose your sofa first as well for your living room ah. because that will dictate what the rest of the room is going to look like, and you might be surprised actually what you pick. I ended up picking a pink sofa for our living room and I never thought in the world that I would ever pick a pink sofa and I never thought my husband would be happy enough you know but there a are pink some sofa. gorgeous colours yes. of shades it's a very light, like dusty pink it's not like a you know like a shocking Barbie pink or anything like which that which is fine know. for yeah. somebody but yes but maybe not, not you. yes <laughs> so that's it but um so it's kind of like um start with start with your with your living room and sort of if you want to keep if, for instance, you're keeping your sofa and your curtains, then we will choose um, colours, paint colours that will actually work with that, you know, um, and things like that. And it's unbelievable how much colour actually changes a room and how many people actually maybe get it wrong. Yeah. They maybe think because we've got the blue sofa, we're going to paint our walls blue as well. And then you can't actually see the blue sofa. So you need to actually have a contrast in colour, you know, to sort of be able to make that pop you know so there's it's unbelievable what color can do and you don't actually have to make that many changes to a room and you talked about the rule of color um back in your in your studying days what are those what is that rule um well there's different colors for different things and red you wouldn't you can have in a bedroom uh because it would in you know be more passionate um you would maybe have maybe stay stair clears from like like light blues and things like that in a bedroom which can be quite cold oh. um so uh, and red can maybe be an angry color as well so you have to be very careful with different types of shades that you're going for green obviously is bringing the outside in so it's it's all very different like sort of it all all the colors have um a background and can invoke sort of different emotions as well whereas a blue is a very creative color and it's very very good for home offices as well it keeps you calm it's very it helps you be creative it helps with thoughts and stuff as well so it, it's it's all different. All all the colours have different meanings and different, um, and it's important to get it right too. Yeah, and, and then the various shade degrees within that colour block as well. Absolutely. I remember actually having um, my bedroom, and w I wanted it very. This was years ago, but very bright and airy, and I just wanted a gingham blue uh, bedspread. Uh, 
But I got the colour on the wall of the white wrong and it was sort of like an insipid yellow and it made me feel ill. I know, I know. <laughs> and and colour... It just drained me. I know, it can do. It's horrible. And a colour that works maybe well in one room will not necessarily work well in another room because you've got all the different light components as well. Yes. You know, you maybe have like sort of some rooms maybe only have one sort of window, maybe, maybe they're all sort of glass fronted as well. So it depends... And it's like fabrics also. If you, I have a load of fabric books which I cram into my mini and I bring round to people into their homes, and it's unbelievable. So they don't have to like sort of get little samples from a shop or whatever, and then bring them back and then realize they don't work. The, the fabrics are there for them then to choose, and they know that it works and it will work there. You know, and seeing how it works all through the day, maybe absolutely as, the light as, well, as well, absolutely as well. And what I tend to do, Sarah, as well, is I although I have like a load, I have like bags of sort of different paint colors and stuff like that but what I'll do is actually I'll paint them up onto little colour cards and so it's good to actually see what they're like different times of the day as well and I will I will you know share that with with my clients also and I suppose all the clients that you work with they're all different I'm thinking if you worked with me again you'd you'd have your work cut out because I am terrible about commitment (laughs) I change my mind all the time I must be the most infuriating type of person but do you get clients that are absolutely blown away by the insight that you give them to the possibilities within yes, their home. Yes, even yesterday, I put like a red a red kitchen on yesterday. And Gosh. like as soon as I walked into that room, it was a period home. And I just knew that it had like cream units. And I knew that that dark red, it has to be that certain, you know, type of red. And that can invoke... It, like even to help people eat as well do you know what I mean like it's kind of like a passion as well you know uh, with the red too and the so warmth the warmth absolutely so as soon as I walked in there I knew I went red and the lady looked at me and she was like what and I was going red and what and was there at the, the time it was like a very light green ah. and I took I took it out and as soon as I put it up against the wall and she was like oh my goodness I wouldn't have thought of that no, you know I would never have never. thought of that myself and she was like um, like even she wrote a little a note and everything yesterday on my Facebook and said thank you so much you knew you knew and you knew from the start instinctively what color should have went on that wall and she said I'm so glad I trusted you as well so you do get people you get lovely feedback because it's incredible you know if you do up an office as well like the energy and the sort of you know like the team the work team as well like it it just makes them want to be there do you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's interesting that you bring up workspaces at the minute because mm-hmm. that's been a bit of a controversial subject over the last couple of years with people working from home, maybe not wanting to go back into the office, changing the the way that we work. The big open plan didn't seem to work for people anymore. They needed the quiet spaces to be able to do the online video call. Um, have you found that you've been involved in a lot of, a lot of changing the way people work? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I've done a lot of um, home offices as well. Oh. And I've done a lot of... Um, commercial premises too um and it, it's it's incredible because the feedback is great do you know what I mean like um and like when if you go back again to maybe take some photographs like maybe sort of the people that are working there will say oh my goodness we just love coming into work now you know it's really it's given them you know a lift you know not only the building but you know for them actually do want to be there as well um I'm helping um an enterprise center as well to actually get them revamped too um sort of uh for other people that maybe are working from home as well you know that maybe Fabulous. can go and hire out sort of different offices as well so it no it has been a lot of it has been um it's been incredible how it's COVID has been an awful thing, um, and but it has changed how we do work definitely. Yeah, there's so many people that sit where you are, and and they talk about the learnings from from COVID yeah. and how much change it's brought, but also for good. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so so talk me through, you know, you say you don't have a particular style, but you must be always looking at the latest kitchen units, the latest lights, fittings, and you must start going, oh, I love that, and I know exactly that light would work brilliantly in this in new house, but what excites you the most whenever you've got a, a it, blank space? It, it really, now, because I've been going for six or seven years, it's unbelievable how much that you know or that you know that you've maybe something else has worked in another in another property and you're like, that will work here. Mm-hmm. It'll look amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're able to go back and show them photographs of, you know, and how, you know because sometimes it's very hard for people to actually visualise how something's going to be. So I do do, do up mood boards and digital mood boards as well. So, but it's, it's good for them to like sort of show them oh my goodness I never thought that that would work but no yes it does you know um so no it, it, it I just I love what I do and it is it's very interesting and, it's, and there's always something different Sarah you know whether it be commercial premises which is very strict and stringent because you've got fire retardant you've got insurance and things like that there mm-hmm. and obviously you're not going to have as much furniture and things like that whereas compared to domestic you've got more of a freer reign you know so we've talked very much about the design i suppose we should talk about the business side of things too so how have you found being your own business owner and where are you at now with seaford interiors i love it i do love it and i i would find it very hard to actually um work back in a you know sort of an office environment again um i really would do um you know kind of I, I do an obby bit of freelance work for um, another company but that's very very limited but I, I'm my own boss so I, I love it um, you do miss you do miss aspects of working in the office you know like the crack as we talk about yeah. and, you know like sort of going into the kitchen and making a cup of tea and sort of talking you know what have you been up to and things like that but for me it's kind of like it's just it's just free you yeah. know and um, my clients are all they're all these lovely because I never have to prove to them who I am because they've they come to you because if they've seen what you've done and they're like you know you don't have to prove yourself mm-hmm. um so I, I do love that I love that aspect it takes more. a while to get there though doesn't it It does yeah. it really does um but as I say whenever I, I started out doing the chalk paint workshops that was a really really good marketing way of actually getting people to sort of fit through the door and see what you can do because sometimes you are limited because maybe people don't want to go the whole hog you know, you can see how it will look and they maybe are a little bit frightened and they'll stay safe and it'll still look really, really good. So during lockdown, I actually ended up putting lots of photographs of my own home um, on because it kind of, we had just recently, because we'd been there for, you know, 15 years, we decided to revamp it. And it was nice then to show people what we could do rather than, you know, not having any restrictions whatsoever. And then I got more work from that as well. So it's social media has been incredible. Yeah, do check out Jacqueline's uh, social media and indeed the website um, you know, have a look, even just the Facebook page I was looking at before you came on today. And oh, it's so inspirational. It just makes me want to, d- to do up my house. And what I really do say, you say you don't have a, have a style, but you definitely in terms of your domestic premises and the houses and the homes, it, everything that you do feels so looks and feels so comfortable. Is that is that something that people say it feels like a home? Yes, Um and it needs to be comfortable and, and you, you don't want to have a show home. I, I find that out in London, you know, when I was talking earlier about we had done up our, our our apartment and it was like so amazing and modern and beautiful. And then whenever we came to sell it, whenever we knew people were coming around, we had it like so like a show house. And then there was a knock on the door one evening and it was a German lady and she said, I'm here to view your home, to view your, you know, your apartment. Ah. And we were like, <laughs> I had my son in the, the bath. The ironing needs yeah. to go in the, the boot of the yeah, car. Yeah. And, but I had my son in the bath. I had 
had like his his nappy on the bed, you yeah. know, a clean nappy and on the bed. I had the suit of cream and all ready to go. And I was like, oh, she'll she's never. But she must have maybe wanted a family. Do you know what I mean? You don't know, but I mean, she like just the, visualized she visualized maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but she actually she was the one that ended up buying so it. So you, you just don't know. So I knew from then that you have to have it. You know, it has to be a family. It has to be a home. You know, um, so that people can feel comfortable in and relax in. How do you manage your workload and your time? Because you've obviously become very well known. Um, we were chatting just before the podcast about how busy you were just in the run up to Christmas with everybody doing a revamp and refresh. Um, but how do you how do you manage that workload? I have a massive whiteboard in my. In my home office, I have I have a great home office actually. I call it my my study, my studio. So um, I I kind of like sort of set my hours to work on this project, that project, chase people up, you know, sort of like sort of go and see them, visit consultations and stuff like that there as well. So I am actually good. At the start, I was terrible. I was terrible at time managing and things like that there. Um, maybe sort of you get sort of sidetracked, maybe put a load of washing in and things like that there, you know, because I am obviously a mom and things. Yeah. I am s- sort of working from home. So you kind of do get sidetracked maybe the odd time, but I try not to do that at all. Now I am very, very sort of rigid and kind of like set block, set times out. Okay. That's the only way to do it. So you've set times on certain days to do certain things? Yes, yes. Great. And how many clients can you take on at a time? Hmm. Um, <laughs> it's tricky. I mean, I remember in lockdown, I had 13 clients the very first month. It was it was unbelievable. Oh it was like, goodness. it just went crazy because, because people had started to work from home. They were finding fault with their home. They weren't able to go away on holidays. So then they were putting their money into. So it was it was it was crazy, but it was great and it was good fun as well. But you had to do all of that remotely. Yes. I, well, a lot of it remotely. Yes. Um, and then we were able to start going in because we were seen as tradespeople. So we were able to sort of start going in. We were wearing our masks and stuff, and obviously having the two meter rule and things like that. There. So that was crazy, but that um, was crazy. But it was, it but was you, brilliant. I, for you know, business. it's it's crazy looking back on it. But at the time, you sort of you just sort of kind of get through it, don't you? Mm. You know what it is. But now you kind of think, my goodness, you know. How did we do? That? How did we do it? So talk us through the changes that you've made because you've brought in some beautiful candles sitting in front of me today, um, which is not very good, I suppose, for people with pod, uh, listening to the podcast. But I will try and uh, sniff and, and pick up the scents as you talk me through them. This is relatively new for you now. Yes, I actually self-gifted um, some sort of how to make your own soy wax candles last Christmas to myself. And I sort of read them and I YouTubed and I sort of I messed about for like months and and um, I got different scents and things like that there. So I knew exactly the two places. Um, they're based on the, the first two were the places that I really missed whenever I was living away from home. And that was Murlock and Tully Moore. And it's it's ironic that we actually are now living somewhere very close to them as well. You know, so Murlock would be very salty and fresh and crisp. Mm, that, that is, that's just like a walk on the beach, isn't it? It is, it is lovely. It's like salty air, isn't it? It really is. It's, it's very it's, salty. Yeah. yeah I love that. It's my husband's favourite. Yeah. And then um, I did Tully Moore as mm-hmm. well. And um, my parents actually live in, in Bransford, so that so we would walk we would have grown up, you know, um, sort of walking through Tullymore and things like that there as well. Um, have you heard a big inhale of breath? There? That <laughs> is gorgeous. That is so fresh and, yeah, full of trees and firs and... 
quite Christmassy. It is, it is, because it's all, it's all the fir trees, you know. Mm. Christmassy, but you could, you know, yeah, you can have it very tree, nice. all year round. And also, because I, whenever I showed my dad and my mum, you know, the Murlock and the Tullymore, my dad just innocently looked at me and he said to me, why did you not do a Torella one? Because that's actually where he's from. Oh. So then six weeks later, then I had to, you know, so I, I was and able to show. your dad has dementia. Yes, he it? has. Oh. Yeah, he has. So he wanted something that yes. reminded him. And every time I show it to him, Sarah, he sniffs it and smiles. And because it's like the first time he smells you know what I mean his his long-term memory is good but his short-term memory is terrible so he will not he will not remember you know um but the senses you see senses they're there it is and the memories, uh, memories will come be invoked absolutely you know that's gorgeous that that is that's very nostalgic it is yeah. and, I, and I, I wanted to do like a wee deck chair on the front of that yeah. one as well Cute. and they've been really popular actually um for the run-up to Christmas because a lot of people were sending them to friends and family um you know like in England and things like that there as well so where can we buy these then? you can buy them online um and or if you I can I can meet you or you can pick up in Seaford there's no mm. problem and so how much would a candle be a candle's 22 pounds oh. each or two for 40 so they're not expensive well, we are uh, recording this in, in January. I don't know when people are tuning in, if they're in the middle of July. Um, yeah, uh, but at this time of the year, I just love lighting the candles. They, they are lovely because mm. um, there's a winter wonderland and the Tullymore would be very heavy, whereas the Murloc and Torella would be a, a lighter really scent, nice. so they would be nicer for the for the summer months. But we've, we've got... Um, Valentine's coming up as well. That's right. So um, some, a lot of people have been sort of uh, had engagements and stuff in Tullymore and things like that in Murloc. So yeah. Well, I wish you very well Thank uh, you so with much. this side of the business. Thank I think so the candles are, are absolutely gorgeous. So what do you like to do in your spare time if you get any at all? I know, it's a laugh, isn't it? Well, do you know what, Sarah? Actually, with my dad having dementia, I decided rather than playing sort of like uh, a game on my phone, I decided to learn a language. So this last sort of 18 months I've been learning Spanish um, to sort of maybe in my retirement maybe me and my husband might go and live there mm. or something do you know what I mean I don't know but I just thought sort of sort of maybe hopefully maybe stave off dementia because it is it is quite strong actually on our family side so I am well aware of that um, I stopped drinking five years ago um, and I would be the designated driver for friends. So um, I know. That's amazing. I, know, I wish I you were my friend. No, actually, I wish I could have your uh, steely determination. How is it? How is it not drinking? It's fine. Yeah. It's. Um, I just decided it was just, I had got started to get really crazy busy with work. And yeah. then maybe if I was having two drinks of a night, the next day, I, it really wasn't working for me. I'm 48 now, do you know what I mean? So it was like, I just sort of hit 40. And it was kind of like, you know what, this is really not, I'm feeling rotten. So for like the two hours or a few hours in the evening, I'm feeling relaxed you know I want to feel good the whole day so I decided on my and nobody could believe it because I was a bit of a party animal <laughs> and uh, so it's like this I still can't believe Jackie you don't drink and I'm, I know but I love it and did your husband give up no he didn't right. he did is that difficult um it can be but it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. So what tips would you give to people again? We're in January and lots of people are doing dry January, etc. But what, how, how do you, would you recommend people do it? Just cold turkey? I Well, I did it. Yes, I did yeah. do a cold turkey. Um, I found it okay. It was fine. It was February. So it was kind of like Lent as well. But um, it, I mean, even now there at Christmas there, it was slightly hard um, because obviously after COVID and stuff, we were able to start partying a bit more and things like that there. But um, I would just sort of say, 
just have like I know it's terrible but people just don't understand why you're not drinking so you have to like sort of like say oh I have to get up early in the morning you know what I mean because they won't they will you have probe. to make excuses you have to make excuses they will probe 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 you mm. why 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 did you stop did you have a problem I've heard with this it? what's wrong with you yeah what's wrong with you are you pregnant and they know not <laughs> you know God forbid I know I know so uh, so that's it but um I I don't know it's just it's given me so much more for my creativity as well yeah. and things and like that. And in the morning when you're fresh as a daisy. I'm as fresh as a daisy, you know, yeah. and uh, my skin's better. I lost more. I lost weight. I actually had, well, I had a really puffy face. I called them my Elizabethan years, like my Elizabeth Taylor years, you know. Um, but um, but no, it's uh, I never say never, but I hopefully never go back, you know. Um, but uh, So you enjoy me, doing... I enjoy being the designated driver, driver. and so my you still like to go out with everybody. Oh, I do. I love. Do you not say right? Come on, now. No, Everybody's absolutely home. not. No, because oh. I still love the crack and I still love the, you know, the, the sort of what's happening and the laughs and things like that. There and and if it's somebody's birthday, we'll buy them a bottle of wine. I'm not anti-drink at all by any means, but just stick to it and just just think of the reasons why you're doing it. I mean, for me, all the reasons why I was giving up were more than the reasons that I was doing it. So I just thought, you know what? So good for you. So what's next then for Seaford Interiors? Well. As you know, I'm doing the candles, but there's other things that I do want to do. And sometimes I think if you talk about it, then you never do it. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> or yes. you jinx yourself or I'm, something. Yes, so. and I'm so sorry. That's like that's, that's a okay. hot, you yes, know, sorry, listeners. But, <laughs> uh, but I do, I'm probably more into the sort of more and home interior side of it, you mm-hmm. know, as well and things like that. Because um, I do, I, and I love meeting uh, people. I never, ever had a shop and I never wanted to have a shop because of the, the large overheads. But I'll never say never to that either. So I could maybe go down that way you know mm-hmm. I don't know maybe in the future whenever maybe the cost of lives in crisis and stuff sort of you know because at the minute with electricity bills and rates and stuff it, you know you just couldn't you just and couldn't. has that affected business or do you find those that have money still have money um my a lot of my clients wouldn't be high-end clients I definitely I think I'm sort of more sort of um I'm not stupid money and I think that's why I, I'm always busy because I don't outprice myself and um, like I had this woman and she she said to me, is that all, is that all, all you were? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's my my hours were and things like that. But so, um, but it's kind of like, it has to be for everybody and I think like no matter where you live, you can make it look well, you can make so it look nice. So I'm going to test you a little bit now then. If we were on a a small budget and you just wanted to do something to simply refresh your home, you know, how cheaply could you do it and what could people do? Just your cost of your paint. Um, as well, um, keep your curtains, get them washed. Um, I mean, there's there's so many places now. You've got like the like the B and M and things like that there that do like sort of you know like they they look at the sort of um, high end things you know accessories mirrors and stuff like that there and they will actually tailor them for you know so you can make it you can do it on a budget and it does look amazing and what know? sort of things could you do immediately just to freshen things immediately up? i would i mean like for instance i know i shouldn't say this but um bringing in a mirror i mean it's cheaper than buying a piece of artwork right. and also it'll bring more light in as well so you're already already changing the light and the look of the room as well um sort of paint obviously again um but just contrasting your colors also you know like you use a little color wheel 
you'll always see like your painter and decorator using them also and sort of sort of it'll guide you to kind of what colors kind of work well together whether they sit well together whether they're contrast whether they're far apart on the wheel also you know um a rug you know they don't have to be expensive items you know cushions and things like that there it doesn't have you don't have to break the budget mm-hmm. and you can you can do that i mean it's like um it just it just looks good and also to to reuse what you've got you know a lick of paint on things can totally transform an item of furniture and if you really are sort of like sort of quite nostalgic to a piece of furniture you don't want to get rid of it just a lick of paint on it or sand it down as well you know you doesn't have to break the bank it's amazing that yes the effect that that can have just that lick of paint well it's been a joy talking to you today Jacqueline um the final question same one for everybody that sits in your chair uh the purpose of this podcast is to inspire existing business owners and ambitious entrepreneurs to grow their business by offering an insight into the success of businesses such as yours at Seaford Interiors. But what advice would you give to people who may have a business idea but have no idea where to begin or are unsure as to whether the risk is worth taking? In Northern Ireland we're very lucky to have so many different enterprise centres and that's the first place that I went to and they were able to put me on like courses and stuff sort of how to get your business off the ground, how to write your business plan and things like that there as well Um, and even Invest NI as well also. Invest NI wouldn't be good for me because I'm one a one person um, whereas if you were going to start like a sort of company and things like that they're obviously there the, the more go-to but your local enterprise centre is amazing um, local network groups as well because obviously you're going from maybe working in an, an office environment to actually working on your own and you're not you don't know in maybe any local business owners either so I joined a local one in Downpatrick I met some fantastic people there I was a member there for six years I met Stephen McGarry and I met Ricky Neal um, and I worked with uh, both of those um um, through that as well uh, there's brilliant networking groups for mums mums at work I mean they've been fantastic for me I've got a lot of work through them but just go along with it to the networking groups as to get to know people and don't push yourself on them um you know don't go with like this thirst that you want to get work you know uh-huh. just go along with to get to know people and sort of like sort of like be spontaneous and sort of have creative ideas off each other and things like that there and just have somebody to kind of meet meet for a cup of tea or a coffee and sort of like say how are you getting on in your business and things like that but so definitely networking groups as well um have been fantastic for me um there's lots of different ones in belfast as well i joined newry chamber there this year as well it's it's definitely you have to get out and meet people and that that is the key to, yeah. to starting your business and getting it off the ground and getting to know people and great tips on networking too don't go thinking i'm going to give my business yeah. card to everyone i meet yeah just form those connections build, build those relationships and it's definitely. amazing what happens yeah after because people meet someone new yeah people want they want to um to get to know you build that relationship with you if they like you and if they trust you then they will they will work with you and i also find too that if you can help someone else if yeah. you go with that as your objective yeah, absolutely that givers gain approach and yeah. say do you know what i i could introduce you yeah. to someone yeah a simple introduction absolutely and i always think that's karma in that definitely further down I'm, the line absolutely because we oh i'm, I'm the same as well because i always think and how can i help that person you know so um i'm actually trying to do something in my local community as well and maybe trying to do something um because i always get asked by local people how what about your social media how do you how do you how do you keep it so whatever but it's consistency I see my social media I post every day I used to post like seven days a week but now I do it Monday to Friday so five days a week so on the Friday I will say bye everyone have a have a great weekend and I'll see you on Monday I see my 
business social media as very much like a shop I'm opening my shop up every day so I will put something on inspirational each day she'll pass projects projects that we're working on every day and so um, I maybe get people sort of locally maybe getting in touch with me Jack how do you do it so I'm going to try and do something like sort of because I've done it with women in business you know sort of for new startups and things to sort of give them tips and ideas um, I mean I'm not amazing at it but sort of if something can help somebody then that's you're great. doing it and it's working and that's what others need to to learn from yeah uh, Jacqueline thank you so much and I wish you well with that Thank we you definitely so much. should continue with that thanks so much for joining me on the public eye podcast and do check out seaford interiors uh, on the social media pages that jacqueline has mentioned thanks so much everyone for joining me for this edition of the public eye podcast i'll see you again very soon this podcast was recorded in granite podcast studio interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service where our team, using your guidance and editing notes, to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.